Hi, everyone. I hope you're doing well. This is Fernando, your host of the Bar Exam Game Plan Podcast. And I wanted to give you a quick tip related to evidence. This is something that came up during one of my coaching calls, and I wanted to make sure that you had the benefit of this tip as well. And a lot of times, the way that we learn specifically, this relates to hearsay, uh, the way that we you know learn hearsay is by going directly to hearsay and trying to understand you know the exceptions to hearsay right because there's just way way more exceptions to you know hearsay than the actual rule itself right and the hearsay rule is in and of itself com- you know comprised of a lot of exceptions you know exceptions upon exception and it's it requires a lot of memorization right uh, of those so that you can identify them and answer whether it's an essay or a multiple choice question correctly. But one of the things that I think a lot of folks miss is if you want to learn hearsay, it's actually really important to first start with non-hearsay. And it's going to be much easier for you to fully grasp and identify the hearsay issues, if there are any, if you are first able to determine that the statement in front of you is non-hearsay. If you are not able to identify whether something is non-hearsay, you are incorrectly gonna go and try to figure it out within the context of hearsay, and that is always gonna lead you to the wrong answer. So most people will quickly skip the non-hearsay part of hearsay. And that is actually one of the things that in the real world, I've done a lot of trial work. And when I did trial work, it's actually incredibly powerful to bring in a statement as non-hearsay and automatically it becomes substantive evidence. So you have to understand, you know, the different ways in which statements can actually qualify as non-hearsay. Once you're able to do that, then you can go and determine and understand hearsay. You know, uh, I'll leave the detailed review up to you, but just so that you know what these um, non-hearsay categories are generally, it's admissions, right? Uh, And there, the key thing is who is offering the admission against who? The relationship of the parties, you know, the party against whom it's offered and who is bringing that admission is really important. You know, is it a party opponent? Is it, is it a vicarious admission? Is it an adopted admission? Is it a co-conspirator statement to a third party, right? Those types of admissions, if they meet the elements, are non-hearsay. And people sometimes get confused and try to say, oh, well, this is a statement out of court. Let me see if it fits under one of the um, exceptions. But already that is not reviewing it under the correct context. Also, prior statements of a witness. Is it a prior inconsistent statement that was under oath in a prior proceeding? Is it a prior consistent statement? Is it offered to rebut you know, a charge that the witness is lying or exaggerating? Is it a prior statement of identification made by a witness? Also, uh, in addition to admissions and prior statements of a witness, is it an out-of-court statement that's being shown to, you know, to just kind of prove that a defendant's state of mind? 
is it a, a verbal or legal operative act? Like, I accept. Right? That's, that's a legally operative statement. Right? And that's non-hearsay. Right? Or is it an out-of-course statement offered to show like the effect that the statement had on the person who heard it? Those right there, if you are able to memorize those and understand what non-hearsay is, your review and understanding of hearsay is going to become that much more effective. All right? All right. I'll leave you with that. Take care. You got this. I'll catch you at the next episode. This episode is brought to you in part by Juno, the collective bargaining group here to get you the best rates on your student loans. To learn more, go to barexamgameplan.info and click on the Juno logo.